When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, heroes. Welcome back. Uh, Matt and Ez here talking probably probably not our last time about uh, season one, episode eight. But, you know, as we were on here actually the other day and we were talking about some of the just looking at, back at some of the comments about the season and stuff like that. And a lot of That's people right. are bringing this up. People have been messaging me about this. Um, and then I went and looked it up on Reddit. There's an Instagram, uh, some stories to go along with this as well. So this is, um, I'm just going to read the the quote, um, mm-hmm. just or the, the, the transcript here. This is from Sarah Nakamura. We've talked about her before. She's the sort of the consultant and is the, I guess, if you want to say like lore master in Star Wars, they have story group, right? Right. Some of those people that work on some of these things. So um, here we go. So she says, So in December, I thought it'd be a really great time to take a step back from social media and just focus on my family, relax, unplug. It was wonderful. I turned off all notifications for social media and had only a very select few people who can actually reach me via text. She's like, you know, it was amazing. Best decision I've made in my whole life. But then I turned on my Instagram notifications. um, And I guess I don't know exactly when this was. Looks like it was about four days ago. Um, So that would have been like Monday or so of this week. So she says, and stuff is still coming through about episode eight is cracking me up. She's like, some people are so pressed about episode eight there. They're coming for my throat. And I find it absolutely hysterical to be perfectly honest because it's all men. And I guarantee you that if I were a man, they would not be coming at me with the same energy because granted they are not going after any of the other people that may have helped to provide support for this show with that same energy guaranteed that it's not happening so i'm finding that absolutely hysterical and um just the fact that i'm not bothered i'm so proud of episode eight 
the end of the eye of the world is difficult from a book perspective. And so how about, uh, and so how we wrapped everything up while hitting some of the peaks of the scene. And when it comes to the confrontation at the eye, I felt we were right on the money. We also planted a lot of seeds within that whole episode that will bear fruit in the coming seasons. And I feel like it was done deftly and surgically, and we just kind of let things to grow. I am so thrilled with all of that. But man, some of you guys really need to take a deep breath, relax, and think twice about coming after a stranger on the internet. For those of you asking, I sleep very well at night, and I'm really proud of the work that I do and support that I provide. But going to need for people that are questioning me to look up the meaning of consultant and also the meaning of advice. I am not a producer, bottom line. I am not a producer. I can't make anything do anything, and I don't let the things happen because I am not a decision maker. I provide support, I advise, and fight battles that maybe feel like I need to fight. Uh, and just to wrap this up, I am all in on the outline of the visions of the vision and what is happening for the show. I am fully sold on all of season one, and I am committed to the story that we're telling and how we're telling it. At the end of the day, super, super happy with all of it. And I support our show owner with my full heart and kindly. Thank you. No, I will not be killing myself. So stop asking. So she posted on Instagram on an Instagram story. If you go to Reddit, uh, somebody has like made a video of it. It's like about four minutes. And then, of course, you can read uh, just the transcript uh, if you want as well. So, I mean, first of all, as. Uh, the internet response to this, and I think actually even my initial response to this and sort of just reading it, uh, to me, it felt like at my first read that she was saying she was getting more criticism than anyone else. And I think that's sort of the way the internet has perceived it. But like going back and really reading it word for word and kind of seeing what she's saying, yeah, um, it feels like more so what she's saying is that any of the other people who do support for the show. So not necessarily Rafe, who's clearly been getting um, heat yeah. uh, from, from the fans. So right. my, like, my right. first read through, I was like, hold on, what is she saying here? Because it sounds yeah. like she was saying she was getting more criticism than Rafe. But I think like what she's really trying to say here is like, she's getting more criticism than anyone else of the support staff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the thing it's that, first of all, it's, um, it's some, first of all, nobody should ever receive a death threat for no, any reason no, no, whatsoever. No. I mean, that, I don't even like, you know, I was I mean, about to say, like a, unless you're like a terrorist, then obviously, I mean, okay, then yeah. I get that. Yeah. You know, the, the thing, like if it's criticism, cause we, we I was a little, like, our initial reaction is just well, right I've, there. Like I was highly criticized, critical of, like, of episode eight. We watched episode eight and we love, I loved episodes one through seven. Loved it. Loved episode one. Rafe wrote uh, episode one. I loved it and uh, thought it was phenomenal. Episode eight. It wasn't that I really thought it was bad. It just all didn't uh, just all didn't, you know, sync together for me and didn't have all those those um, moments that I thought it was going to have. And I guess I had that's the first time as a book reader that I was like, man, uh, the ending to the eye of the world is what just drove me right on through to the next book. I was like, I've got to read the next book like this was so epic i guess and there was like an epic moment um at the end with the female channelers that was really really cool but it, it was it was this new character that we didn't know i was like it's gonna be a Gwen or naive they're gonna lead this whole thing but again i know we're working on uh scaling them up or whatever but yeah that it, it just wasn't um wasn't there so i think you know to be critical of writer or showrunner or whatever 
that is okay. Give them some feedback, you know, and the critics came out rotten tomato. You get all these different folks coming out, rating individual episodes, rating the season as a whole. We have a, a great live stream later on uh, right. today where we're, we're going to talk about season one as a whole. And, and my overall is, I think I gave it an A. I think I gave, I gave it like a nine out of 10. And then I was like, I could be talked down after that last episode to like, I a, gave it a, I think I'm pretty like sure I gave it a C. Yeah. So, uh, but the, the, you know, Sarah is not, she, she, she really, the crazy thing is that Rafe has on Twitter and people who follow it has elevated her, um, right. which as, as, as he should, like, right. She's very important to, to the show. She, she should be happy and proud and success. Uh, like, this is awesome. She's working on, like, she's a right. book fanatic and she gets to work on her show. Like, that's pretty cool. Um, but did she make any of the decisions now? She didn't make any of those decisions. That's, that's radical for people to even be coming at her. Um, right. So but yeah, it's unfortunate so that the perception came out that like, because that's what people were taking away from it. And as you were pointing out in Reddit in the comments, is like that she was saying she was getting more heat than a showrunner. Not that she said yeah. that, but that's what the perception was. Yeah, it's. I think it's it's sort of the way that it that she it, it's it's read because if it, it feels like she because she uses the word support, I think. It and it it's kind of tied in there shortly, even though she does later on to go on and elaborate more about the I'm a consultant. I don't really have nearly as much say as you think I do. It sort of comes across because um, that's certainly the way I read it at first. And I was like, well, hold on a second. What is going on here? Um, but it's clearly the way that everyone is perceiving it. But remember, um, for I mean, for starters, I don't think that really anybody, any other big sort of consultants for the show have have really received any sort of yeah claim or anything i mean because, right exactly we don't necessarily know who they, they are because rafe hasn't talked but, but rafe has specifically talked in a lot of his you know ask me anything's on instagram and twitter about sarah nakamura in fact you know one of the things we talked about actually i think it was in our last episode was there's another on the same exact same so i saw this on reddit initially but it was on twitter and instagram um, there's actually another Reddit th thread that was posted just a few days before, <laughs> to be honest, and it's called Let's Not Blame Sarah Nakamura, Evidence She Fought the Good Fight Against Rafe. This is the, on the Wheel of Time Reddit, but there's also like a WOT Reddit, which is the bigger one. And these all have like over, you know, 30 to 40,000 people in them. Um, and so, you know, because one of the things Rafe said about in one of the very early Ask Me Anythings was he was talking, he was actually making jokes about how he would send her, let me see if I can find it. You know, I have Sarah Nakamura um, <clears throat> on here. He's like, there's moments uh, when a thrilled room of writers would go, we've cracked it, it's amazing, but can insert book canon person slash place thing be inserted with a different non-canon idea? And Sarah's resounding would either stare, you know, she would do like withering stare at us, would tell us to go back to the drawing board um, or, you know, find something else. And then another one is he talks about her and this is where really I think most of the internet it was defending her uh, as opposed to Rafe, which is because he's the showrunner and he wrote he wrote the episode that everybody really didn't like, which again, first of all, let me just say like one bad episode. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's tons of shows I've watched where I'm like that episode's kind of like everyone blasted Stranger Things. What is it? Uh, season two. Remember the one where it's just 11? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And everyone blasted it. But that doesn't mean yeah. the, the show's still amazing. Like the whole right. thing is amazing. It doesn't mean one bad episode or whatever. It doesn't doesn't change a, a whole thing. I mean, no, no. Um, so 
you know, um, so anyway, so he says, I have Sarah uh, talk me through the long-term ramifications of any changes so that we know what's going to happen. Sometimes to drive her crazy, I'll send her a casual email that's like, hey, can you work up a long-term ramification list if we kill Tom? And just keep going like it's a to total normal day and she collapses as a human being. Then tell her we're not going to kill him. I think it helps keep her on her toes, but she probably disagrees. Ha ha. So like he sort of plays it off as a joke, but I think that's where a lot of the critical response to this is coming from is it's like, if anything, people have been defending you and blasting Rafe, but then the comments came out and it felt like she was saying she was receiving more criticism than even Rafe, who everyone has been blasting. So I, I, I mean, that's, if you really read the fine text, that's not what she's saying. She's saying of people who are in support. Yeah, like the supporting roles are uh, she is receiving the most, which I'm sure um, for a handful of reasons, probably because she's the most, I guess, visible or at least has been made the most the most visible. But then, you know, she does use the language like it's mostly men, which, again, I'm sure it probably is. I'm 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 fine with that. But I think that's also just. I felt like it was adding fuel to the fire is what it is, what it looks like, certainly to the to the Internet's response. Yeah, here's something. So when I, I was just I put up her her Twitter and things, and you know, part of this is it's really interesting because it's a book series where she's a consultant, and right. um, Rafe mentions her as the showrunner so much, which is cool. This is cool yeah. that he has a consultant, and she mentions herself so often. Like she just said, Rafe and I had a break from social media at the same time. Um, you know, right at right at the end after after episode. Uh, eight and so it's it's kind of like they are this team as if like he's sh the showrunner right. that's the way it's portrayed to the people and I, th and I think sometimes people get that wrong and that's where she was trying to clear up right like she's just a consultant she doesn't make any decisions uh because the writers there's tons of uh, i just looked up all the all the writers for this show the clarkson twins oh, yeah. dave hill uh Ton. Celine song uh um, dave hill wrote for game of thrones yeah justine uh justine Gil gilmer uh, Catherine McKenna, Amanda Schumann. Rafe wrote two episodes. Amanda Schumann wrote two as well. Interesting. I mean, it, you have all these different people that have to work together. They're the writers writing this thing, and then your directors are just coming in. A, a, the more I learn about like TV and film and movies and how right. things all work together, it's it's wild that all these, you know, they have to write the they have to write the the dialogue and, and what happens with directions, and then right. directors have to make you know. So it's it's interesting, but. Yeah, it's unfortunate that people are what, what I don't like. And, and one of the things that I saw when we were doing kind of our live reaction was that if I didn't like episode eight, that meant something about that. I didn't like their decision in regards to how they divided things among male and female. And that, right. And that is That's what was the case on, on our stream. Like, cause you can watch my, my initial reaction, every other one where we did like a live watch, we did those live watch. I came out, I was like, let's go. I mean, Nynaeve doing her thing every, like the land Nynaeve stuff, like huge Nynaeve fan. I was so pumped. Maybe because Nynaeve almost died. I, I, I came out of it kind of like, huh? Don't know. You know, like I, I didn't, I, that's my authentic reaction. And I came out of it like that one through seven, I freaking loved. And people were giving those a lot of heat. So it was just kind of shocking to me to feel like. I don't know, almost like what's wrong with me because I didn't like one episode out of eight. Whereas there are parts of episode eight that I did like, you know what I mean? I thought the way they did right. the horn was kind of interesting. I wish we would have referenced it 
I didn't even know that they were going to bring it up because now that they, I mean, right. people are now asking that question. There's a lot of cool uh, things. I think that's some of the stuff Sarah said that they planted in here, things that are going right. to bear fruit later on, but they're still confusing to your main viewer going, what is that all about? Which is fine. Right. You know, that, that, that's all right. But yeah, I just felt um, like I am not allowed to have a problem or if I do have a problem with any one particular episode, it's going to be chalked up to how they, uh, allotted screen time or roles in the books or how they moved them around and and the, and and out and okay so it's not it doesn't stop there right it's in regards to to gender right and that's the extra layer that it's like i might say oh, i wish they would have had naive do this and and let her do what she did in the books and they changed it and well you know i, I that's the kind of stuff i want to kind of steer i i just look at them as different decisions and and, and moving stuff around and there's so the, the cool thing about Robert Jordan's series is that there are so many epic people. People, if you really read the series, you know that the female channelers, Rand and the Taverans, and all all that stuff, they all work together. They all have their epic moments. They're all. It's always the women's circle versus the village council. For you know, there's this back and forth. There's a right. struggle. There's these epic power moments, putting <laughs> people in place, and then they work together and they have to come together. That is the coolest part to all of it. So it's really when Matt and I criticize um, the only critique I think we've really given after uh, episode eight was more just like how you used your screen time and where the story um, was given. The, you, you brought up the whole step in situation and brought up, you know, I mean, one of Matt's biggest things is you gave a warder more more screen time than we felt like he needed to have necessarily and that you didn't build up, you right. know uh more of the dark one or more of like what was going on between on like Egwene. Egwene, i mean when Egwene has her moment she's lost it, this whole season i i feel like yeah i'm like man i because i love Nynaeve. i'm, I'm partial to Nynaeve. i just have always been uh, a fan of hers in the book as a character but i want to say i know where uh, Egwene's arc goes and i want to see that really just just take off and i get that it's got to be you know i i guess if i'm gonna like my, my critiques are always i want more I want it all. Get, 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 you know, get, right. give me 10 episodes. Why, why wasn't, why, why aren't they two hour episodes, Matt? You know, like, I mean, right. So, you know, I, but I feel bad the one time where we start to say, ah, episode eight, not so good. Our comment section was lit up with like, dude, you guys have problems with the, with the fact that they gave some of that stuff to um, Rand's role to the female channelers. No, I mean, it's, it's really, well, more I, that, well like, I would say that I would say that uh, in you can that do story. that. I think you can right. do that and still make Rand do what he needs to do. Like it right. not to diminish Rand to, to, to do that. I think it takes away from who the dragon is right. And all that kind of stuff. They well, both can be at this level and that's what we wanted. Yeah. I think, I think, I think the problem I think, so for me, the problem in that particular episode was we spent the entire se season building up the dragon to be this sort of important role and character. And then in the books, it's, Rand as the dragon who does it and uses it. and then it's the lightning that kills ends up killing right everything and sort of saving the day. Um, so the problem was though, it's just that Rand using you know the Angriol and then blasting mm -hmm. the dark one, it didn't feel as impactful as what the women were doing. And so I'm like, I'm fine with, hey, you're going to split it up and you're going to and you're going to change it there. But then it, it right because right now it feels like the dragon's not even that big of a deal. I think well, that's where a lot of people have it, have it, have an issue, yeah. even though, cause I guess it's just the way they kind of portrayed it because we see Nynaeve 
in episode four, basically, you know, awesome. Super Saiyan and Spirit Bomb. Yeah. Uh, you know, Spirit Heal everyone. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay. So everyone's thinking, is is she the dragon? Yeah. Even Logan is questioning it. But then when Rand finally gets his moment, which we've been building up to be like, we've we've said, oh, that it the dragon's power is so far beyond anything you could possibly imagine. So when we see it, he can he has to even use a you know ter- or Sangreal to do it. It just didn't feel as significant. And then you gave a moment that is Rand's to the women mm-hmm. to do. I think that's where I mean I'm sort of like fine with it. I get I get the idea, but it's just Rand's didn't feel as significant. And then part of his was given away. And so it felt like I think where people are are coming or saying this is that it's it's like right now, if, right now, it does feel like being the dragon isn't really that big of a deal. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and even the idea that he had Nangri all right, right. that Nynaeve didn't need any. I mean, it was her passion and her love for land and all that right. kind of stuff that that really causes her to do all of that. Um, the fact that you give I mean. Rand had to magnify like that was something he could pull more right. of it, the power of thrill. And I felt I felt like when they handed that him, I thought, oh, he's going to do he's going to. I thought he was going to go off like he was going to handle him, bounce over here, do all this stuff like he could have even been a part of the whole like a second wave could have come and the, and right. and the channelers could have been exhausted and he could have stepped out like and I mean, what they could what I this is where I wish they had more time. Right. Is that like. Let's say they do all of that channeling stuff and the uh, it's all happening and they've defended the best they can, but the city might fall and Rand just travels and he just appears out of the haze in the mist. And now you did give him a, like a, like a saw on Griol. Let's go then. Okay, fine. I mean, I don't think you need it, but like he, then he, boom, he pops over there and it looks like they're, they're in trouble. Like all is lost. And then he's also there at the same time. I mean, it would have been crazy. Uh, and and he, and both would have been epic, you know. And it, then it ma- then it makes like the dragon is is that much more important. But they might still be going with this whole idea that the dragon is split in five souls, or that there's that it's going to take all of them type of thing. I mean, we still don't know if that's what they're doing. But right. like you said, it's the dragon bit is still confusing, and maybe that's the whole point. They're trying to uh, downplay it for now because I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, th- I mean, again, I still have a lot more issues with episode eight in general. I mean. It, to me it didn't I, I you know i guess i kind of forgot even that rafe wrote that episode until i until i looked at it but it didn't matter to me because i yeah we didn't you know, know who, who, fi- who wrote, yeah right I, I, uh, I, right it doesn't matter so but i'm fine with I, again i think a lot of uh, a lot of the problem is that a lot of people feel like oh and they they see one bad episode and they're like a it's over shut it it's over shut it down season two's gonna get canceled it's like they've already been greenlit for season three. Okay. Yeah, like it's gonna be great. These people don't even, yeah. A lot of these people just view and they don't know what they're talking about. But again, just because I dislike one episode or even vehemently dislike one episode doesn't mean the show, like I'm not gonna stop watching the show altogether no. and you know, whatever. I've said this a hundred times is that go like to me, The Witcher season one, it was a little rough. The Witcher yeah. season two, they actually stray from the books. Yeah. But it's a great product. So, like, I'm yeah. you can. <clears throat> my thing is, you can stray. Like every comic book movie strays so far away from the source material, it just does its own thing. Like, mm-hmm. you can stray entirely away from the source material as 
But the problem is it has to work because mm-hmm. if it doesn't work, then you can point back. And I think you said you said this as I said, you were given a roadmap. Here's how you, yeah. you know, here's how you get there. Now, if you know right. shortcuts to get sure. to the to get to the end and it's, yeah. a, it's a faster route, a better route. Right. I'm down. Right. But if I and, gave you a, the directions and you didn't follow it, well, then... right. And even if you want to stop along the, the there's a roadmap to the end goal. But even if along the way, because what I did like about season one is they showed us stuff that we didn't, you know, on your first road trip through Robert Jordan's series, right? You stopped at certain points and he said, we have to stop here. Here's a side quest. We're doing this. Rafe is right. saying, hey, there were other side quests that went on that we will show you. While that, while like that, that happened, like the women's, I go back to the women's circle, seeing stuff there, seeing Beltine, all of those things. Um, you're hoping we get a freaking cool it in showdown between Matt, like those, yeah, they happened. We weren't shown them in the first roadmap. That's fine. Show us those. I'm down for that. But yeah, there's stuff in the original source material yeah. that I don't think is perfect. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, do, <laughs> yeah. We, do we need yeah. like 30 circus chapters? No, we do right. not. Right. Uh, should should right. have been killed on screen? Yeah, on page. Yes, yeah, he should yeah. have. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right. And so, and so again, so like, I'm fine with a good, as long as the adaptation criticism is okay. good. It's... Yeah. Criticism is fine. That yeah. in fact, it's, it's good. I mean, look at the Witcher, the Witcher benefited looked, at, looked at the fan criticism and they said, we're going to yeah. fix it. And then yeah. everyone's talking about how much more they like season two, except for the yeah. book people who are like, Oh, they're straying away from the books. I've read the books and can't please everybody. Yeah, I'm okay. fine with it because yeah. it's still great. As it, long as, as long as it's good television. I don't care. It's like the, you know, 12 diehards out there that are like, Lord of the Rings trilogy isn't as good as the books. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it just won the most amount of awards of any movies <laughs> ever. Yeah, so like deal with it. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. And that's the thing too. I, what is, uh, what is unfortunate and this happens in star Wars, which we cover this happens in a lot of different fandoms where right. people for some reason. So the one thing you can take away from what Sarah said is like to go make death threats to people, get a that's life. Absurd. Like get a life. That is so ridiculous. So, and that's just people. I don't know if they're drunk and they're just on a. They have the some handle and they think they can just fly off and and say whatever. I think it's much more better just to go out on your Twitter. And if you didn't like it, say it. There were other Wheel of Time content creators who were like, "Huh," like it was a head scratcher for some people. And it's the only one that really you and I were kind of like both together that we both said kind of like mm, a bit of a head scratcher. And that doesn't mean that I don't want to see Nynaeve and Egwene and all those other. Uh, females like elevated in some way they no, should absolutely they, Matt, they should be they because follow they're the roadmap they will they're be if they, if they follow, in their well yeah. they're to be in the show that's already they, i mean that's, that's already right. like yeah. a, some people think it's cooler some people don't because you know, know. whatever then it's right. their accomplishments and all that right. stuff but <clears throat> no i i mean absolutely i mean they've i mean they actually did it in episode eight because in episode one they show you the women's uh, the women of this town aren't going to put up with Trollocs coming in. That's cool. But then in episode eight, I mean, this was actually one of my criticisms, but at the same time, I mean, at the same time, it's kind of cool. I guess it's kind of cool is where the women of Faldar are going to protect the city. Well, no, actually, it's just going to be five women who can channel that are going to protect this city. Yeah. So yeah. but then they gave you this cool moment where they use a bunch of lightning and summon right. it all together and blow away like an army of Trollocs. I mean, that's a, that's a it's a, it was it was a cool moment. It was cool. Right. Matt, did, it have, so, did, does it, did it have some also problems that came along with it that you're going to have to address or fix or change? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, here's the thing, buddy. I mean, we know this because during a live stream, like the people, some people were saying what I referred to earlier about like implying or insinuating that my issue or whatever or our issue was that like it had to do with 
men versus women type of thing. Right. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I didn't like because there are tons of people who loved it. And we started as we went along and we had uh, Sir Ryan come on. And I was just like, so cool. Another another perspective, another watch and all these different things. What What is unfortunate is that like whether it's Kathleen Kennedy or Sarah Nakamura or or someone else like criticism's OK. It's just it is unfortunate that like whatever the energy is or whatever is being felt or like I I want to feel comfortable being able to. And, and I get that they're that they're saying to us that hey the criticism is is too energetic it's it's too skewed right. like they're seeing a skewing of it um that is blasting female content creators and i don't like that i i don't want them to feel right. that way hope that is they're saying it's the case and so that that sucks um and then and th because then you look at the the perception and i'm like i want to be able to to be critical about that episode but and just just because it's my opinion, we have a little YouTube channel. We just we love talking about it, you know, um, right. and we want it to be better. Like we were so we have and we rooted for the show so hard. And those first three episodes, I remember people were coming in like this is this is I mean, people were losing their minds. Right. By episode four, people I was working with at school were like, this is back on. Like, I don't at this point, I just have accepted by episode four. And this is I'm talking about people who I work with at, at the school, uh, teachers and such and principals who had were reading and who had read and who were watching the series were like, I'm in. I'm in. It's it's different. It's, a, it's an adaptation. And it takes people time to kind of accept that, you know, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, look, at the end of the day, ultimately, it's uh, the show is judged by reviews. It's judged by viewership. So, yeah, I mean. I don't know. I do feel like there's an overwhelming uh, episode eight was pretty overwhelmingly criticized. Yeah. I mean, to, to be fair to people who didn't, I mean, to be like, I was, I was one of them. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, but again, you look at, I look at a lot of shows. I think a lot of shows season twos are way better. It will also be less impacted by COVID because again, this uh, season one was like filmed like right when like COVID was hitting hard. Mm. Yeah. I think I think I just I think I just saw on Daniel Henney's Instagram or Twitter or something that they were just they were just wrapping up season two. Yeah. Of oh, really? Filming. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we have to wait and see season two to see are they going to take fans criticisms and change it yeah. if they don't. And it continues to get bad reviews like episode eight did. Well, then the show will be canceled. And then. Right. The, the... the people, the people who didn't like it will have been right. I mean. You have yeah. to you do you do have to adapt Matt. to the to the to the criticisms and or and make a good product. I mean that's the thing. You're yeah. you're judged by every every episode. So I feel like they got seven right and one wrong, but that's fine. That's just that's it's one of you know, I mean it's yeah. it's, it's it's one of eight that I, I didn't I didn't like. If, I think if yeah. half the season was like episode eight, then okay, well then I feel very differently about it. Right. So I guess here's what I'm trying to say, too, is like you have uh, what was it in Patty Jenkins who did the Wonder Woman movie. Right. Right. 19, and then well, she did Wonder Woman and she did Wonder Woman 1984. Right. And so I think a lot of people came out like if, if you're a person, you have a person here. He says Wonder Woman right. is, is fantastic. He loved it. It was it was fantastic. I did. And then, Wonder Woman. And, then, and then so she directs it um, and then she she comes back again and you've got Gal Gadot, all of it. But a lot of people critic critically did not like the next one and it was me i was in that group right so and so what i'm saying is that like it didn't you know 
it's not like when you when you're critical of the product, it has nothing to do with the fact that she's a woman or or anything. You know, what I mean, it's just that like, oh, I like the first one, and I just didn't like the story for the for, for the for the for the second one, and that's gone away. That almost can't. It, it feels like sometimes, right. and I I know why because there's too much. There is too much of this like hate thrown uh, around, and it, it, a lot of it gets thrown because you have a great. I get it. There is a overwhelming amount of men who are just super like let's go on here and, and and you see it on youtube comments and they're the loud spoken kind of get out there in your face type of thing and so when you criticize patty jenkins or whoever for for that next wonder woman movie even though you were praising it beforehand you fall into this massive group of people that were hating wonder woman to begin with that also went to the next one and hated it too you know what i mean like oh exactly yes so, there's definitely there are definitely people who just love i mean there's a hundred percent people yeah. out there yes who just and it's hard to distinguish just, yourself like from them that's what we're trying to do like is because like that's I mean, hey, I to me wonder woman's to me wonder woman's like and i'm a batman fan but wonder woman's yeah. like the 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 star of the, the oh DC my god universe i mean like i know every time she shows up on the screen she's just wrecking people it's awesome yeah and it, th that first movie was so freaking good that it was yeah i i, I didn't dislike the the other one it was it was just different yeah you know, it's very i just I, 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 I very dislike the second one you very disliked it, yeah well yeah. to me like it's it i think it, it's it, some of it just goes to like one Roman one for me is like that's a so top good. that's like it's especially for like solo superhero movies that's in my top five for just like a solo, not like a team, like Avengers or anything, but just like solo. Yeah. The second one, oh man, I don't know. I mean, it's better than like Batman and Robin, but it's it's pretty low for me. Yeah. 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 And again, that's the same people kind of working on it um, and stuff. And it's just like, you know, well, there, were, there were different writers. There were different writers between the two. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you know, you look at that too. That's that's where I talked about like, that's where people though get in trouble laying like like they want to lay all the praise on her for the first one and then on the second one they want to lay all the blame you know and then but you're looking at like like the writers right so you what's his name Zack snyder well unfortunately unfortunately the, the problem with that one is that Zack snyder wrote like the first one and then patty jenkins wrote the second one right so, and so okay so patty that's jenkins okay. also directed both of them yeah but so the criticism for the second one i think is fair to lay a little more sh on her shoulder if you think she wrote it yeah so, so she wrote and directed it and right. people didn't like that as much right but look okay, at let's 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 move to the kathleen kennedy example then which is what i was mentioning right. earlier which is like people want to trash kathleen kennedy because she's involved with the sequels but everyone no one will give her credit for mandalorian rogue one, rogue one. right you know and i say no one being an exaggeration but well like, i think she should i think i think yeah we I think mean, she should I think, but that's my, get, I think that's my point. But, is but I think she should also don't get... distinguish those two things. People who right. like try to say, like, this person was involved, and like, like, whenever it's bad, they want to lay it at her feet. Right. But then when it's good, they don't want to give her the praise. That's the problem. And then like people like yeah. us get when we just want to be critical about decisions like writing, or was it the score, or was it the whatever? And you know, that's where you got to get a bit more like. When in an episode, well, as long as episode you, yeah. eight, did you think it was the writing? Did you think it was the directing, like the cutting and how the, how things were cut up? Because the director of this episode, people want to lay all this um, criticism at Rafe, but like episode seven was directed by the same person and episode eight. So the writers changed. Is that the was that the problem? Was it the writing? This you have the same director, or what? Right. Or like, did that director make a mistake? Like, or were there right. things that were cut up differently and choices that were made? Right. We don't freaking know, you know, like, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. A lot of my problems with episode eight just came from the fact that I think that a lot of the stuff they had tried to set up throughout the season didn't pay off or it came in at the end, like put on Fane, I don't feel like was done well enough in the season for it to, it, it felt like, who's this guy again? Again, right. this is, this is from like, I mean, obviously I know who he is, but in talking to like family members and stuff, I've got people, you know, friends and stuff that are like, that know we podcast and they're like, Oh man, I watched wheel of time. And then they, then they came to me all, I mean, different people, different groups that all have talked to me about it independently have all come to me with a lot of the same questions. So clearly a lot of this stuff went over the heads of show watchers only. So to me right. that I view that sort of as, as it, it failed, you didn't, you, you tried to set you, you didn't set stuff up well enough, but again, it's fine. Like, right. Tom then, Brady, ha Tom Brady's had a bad game before guys. Like, right. It's a, it's, it's okay. Okay. Bill Belichick right. once, once, you know, like it was like it was fourth and 12 on like his own 18 yard line, try to, you know, try to pass and then lost to the, the Colts. Like even the greatest of the greats sometimes have bad decisions. Yeah. It's, it's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And I think though, like the pot on fame though. So just to highlight that, that one example who, and this is where a, a showrunner thing is interesting, right? Rafe is a showrunner. He right. brings in these different people. He has to look at stuff and say he has to trust the directors and the writers to get this right. And they he oversees the whole product. So because that's over a series of episodes, that decision, multiple different writers, multiple different directors. And if they don't know the payoff, that is Rafe's right. job to over kind of see that thing. Right. That's our whole right. problem with the sequels. That's where the success for The Mandalorian is given to John Favreau and Dave Filoni because they over. Well, John Favreau, I should just stop there because he's that she's the well, show right? i think he and dave filoni well again they're, but like, they're, they're both he's credited as a producer right but like i, th I think john favreau is the supposed to be the, the show runner you know but like yeah. dave is there you know dave is learning from from john favreau and but people love right. the, the the benefit that he's there because he's, he's a star wars guy you know what i mean right. But again, if that goes south, what I will hate to see is people say, uh, you know, and no one will because they've corrected it. Now, Kathleen has made a, a step where she said they're the showrunner. Right now, that's why they get the success, which I understand. But at the same time, it was also a good decision that she set them up as the showrunner. So back to the, our showrunner here, Sarah Nakamura shouldn't even be in this conversation. Like no. about like, I mean, like she, Rafe, Rafe. First of all, it looks it sounds it seems like Rafe goes to her and asks her like stupid questions. Like, can we kill Tom Marilyn off? To me, that's slacking off, Rafe. Why aren't we working hard? Okay, yeah. <laughs> sounds like you're hardly working. Well, I mean, yeah. So again, a little little comedy there for you guys, but like that's like if if we're going to because we you know that's one or decision facts, we have, yeah, but, or facts in one kit. But so when he, I mean, yeah, I don't think she's making the decisions about no. hot on Fane and these different these different things. So when something doesn't tie together, what, actually, what's really interesting about, uh, being the final episode of season one episode eight is that like all these things that Matt, that we we've talked about, we did a big uh, stream about season one as, as a whole things that didn't work. Somebody has to oversee all that, make sure that they make sense that the writers are all talking. They're in a writer's room um, right. and that they understand where things are going to go. And that's just tough when you have multiple people, multiple cooks in the kitchen and, but you need to, as a big project like this, you have to divide the work up and, and make it all work and then oversee it. It is a task. And so again, it's okay. Right. If, if, if one thing didn't you know, really pay off or whatever. Um, but it was a couple of things in, in season eight, which we've alluded to and mentioned. And then we hope they fix it. We hope the things are 
going to be. Yeah, I mean, her job, I mean, her job, first of all, is to say yes or no, this will work or here or whatever. But just because she says yes or no doesn't mean that it, that's the final straw. Yeah. Rafe can uh, say, well, too bad. Yeah, Brandon Sanderson disagreed with Brandon Sanderson, who finished yeah. the series, disagreed with Rafe on on various things. And Rafe went ahead episode and, eight. Yeah. And, and, and went ahead with with, uh, with their adaptation. So, OK, that's that's all good and well. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, but, yeah, again, part of yeah. Part of the thing is that the people. Who and were, so maybe Sarah's the, saying the di- no one's blaming Brandon Sanderson for like uh, them not taking his advice. I mean. But that's not what was clear. That's not how it's perceived or how it was brought in, like right. supporting people, because we don't know who those supporting people are. We know her as the only supporting consultant or whatever. I don't, you know. Right. Because he's, yeah, really. Does she mean the writers? I'm, right. Yeah. Well, here, one more, one more quote here. So this was, this was, a, this was another one. So that was in that thing. It says, you know, every writer receives a document when they begin their script put together by our book expert Sarah that breaks down every scene in the episode and gives specific dialogue and scene references from the books for it. Especially for scenes that aren't from the books at all, we will find scenes from the books with the same characters together or talking about the same thing thematically. That said, predictably, almost all the dialogue in the show is not from the books, so as to sound as natural as possible uh, with our locations, actors, scenes as they're played. So, you know, I mean, it's like, it's kind of, I mean, it's it's like, she's basically the, well, I mean, in a way she's like the Dave Filoni, I guess, where it's like, you can ask Dave Filoni any question about Star Wars and he can tell you on the spot because he's just like, it's a huge help. I almost, I almost feel like Filoni as crazy as it's going to sound knows more about Star Wars than Lucas. At least I'm sure he does actually in terms of like expanded universe. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, Cause like George Lucas, like I wrote the main movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's cool. Yeah, I mean, there's it just be impossible for him to keep track of all that when he's like the CEO of a company, right? So, yeah, I mean, you you, you can say, hey, could this work? And you could say yes or no. But again, it's the yeah. if the decision is this is going to do it. Now, she did say she's fully on board with the way they went. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, yeah. I'm not, but that doesn't mean that, right? You know, other people aren't, or that. You know, some people really loved episode eight. Some people, right. loved, I mean, yeah. some, yeah. And that's okay. Then, yeah. And that's right. And, and then and again, we also have to see season two to see how are a lot of those things going to play out and work. Is it going to be cool? Is it not? Yeah. You it's know, tough I'm willing to, I'm willing to give any that, show two seasons. Yeah. Right. You've got it. Right. You've got to have me by the end of season. Cause you season one is season one's whole goal is like to get a season two. Then yeah. usually you have a bigger budget because they've said yes or no, because so many shows fail in season one yeah. that companies aren't willing to put a bunch of money into it. If it looks like it's going to work, you get bigger budgets, then you reflect, you can change things. You've you've said, here's what we're going to do, and then the fans can say yes or no to certain things, and then they'll change it. I'm sure season two will look very, will look and feel very different from season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's a good thing, but you know... Um... It should be yeah, better. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. It, it should be better. We want it to grow. The, the, the show will grow. And that's and, and that is good. And, and hopefully, too. I mean, I, I do hope people don't, you know, like like if you're going to criticize something, just be understand where people are coming from. P- people are fans of the show. Even the people who were very much like, God, I wanted the books. Right. I even saw those people being attacked as like, oh, you're you're anti if you if you're pro book, then you're anti uh, whatever theme or whatever they're pushing forward in, in the show, whether that be uh, like the power structure, right? The whole um, 
female channelers having this power and like that stuff's in the books but like they just are talking about the sequence of events they loved that sequence of events or they loved how things you know broke down or the points of views and, and just how it was portrayed in the book over what is happening in the show now the book has its issues too but it's just like i don't think you can this whole blanket like if you didn't like what we were trying to do here then you're and not that everyone's doing that and not that anyone from the show is doing that, but it just when this conversation from Sarah, it gets into that territory of like um, people not like giving her harsher criticism because she's a female. That's right. One, not OK. Um, no. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that and that sucks. But then also I want to be able to have a nice back and forth with her about it and not be one of those people, you know, like right. lumped in like 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 perceived as one of those people. And that's where I, I struggle sometimes. That's why I, I keep bringing up those examples of like, I can, I can criticize, you know, Wonder Woman here and praise it here or sequels here. And, you know, I, I try to bring this up because I don't know, man, I, I just, I, I hate that people want to just lump all of us into one big group or, or this side versus this side. It's way more, there's way more facets and, right. and things that people just don't consider. And it's just an easy blast on Twitter. It just, sucks right and then somebody and then you see it on twitter and then you think well this is just how it is because people perceive everything they read on the internet as like truth and you just see one little thing you like it and then you just keep going right right you now and then unfortunately the perception here that came right. out of the sarah nakamura conversation with it was that she was getting more criticism than rafe than rafe right and that sucks because you know like that wasn't i don't think that's what i don't think that's what she's saying but uh, again that's no you really it, you know it is the perception. I mean, I again, when I first read it, I was like, "Wait, what?" And that's she saying? I perception mean, based upon commenters on Reddit's and different things. Like right. I read it. I read it once, and I was like, "Hold on a second here." And then, yeah. you know, you really have to sort of read her thing. And there is there is an Instagram, and it, if you watch the Instagram video, I, I I would share it, but you know, I don't want to pull her Instagram without her permission. Um, yeah. so uh it is the tone again this is the difference between sometimes you read something and you yeah. watch something and the tones right. are totally different yeah the tone on her instagram video feels very different than the yeah. than the tone of just a transcript and so again this is a transcript somebody typed up but it is accurate because i you know we watched it yeah if they feel different right for sure you know, sometimes sure. you can sometimes you can text somebody something and it's like what's he what are they saying yeah. you know you feel like they're yelling at you but they're not so you know yeah and also people's perception, individual perception as well, too. Uh, you know, I don't know if she, I mean, get people talking to other, like did, maybe there was one writer or there was someone else. And, right. You know, that's just she she's only looking at her inbox. You know what I mean? She's right. only looking at yeah. maybe maybe she is talking yeah. to other people, too. I don't know. But right. yeah. yeah, I mean, look, I mean, for me, it's like if you are somebody who vehemently like I very disliked episode eight, I think it's bad. Um, I wouldn't say I like hated episode eight, certainly not enough to like issued death threats uh hated it yeah, but crazy. to me it's like the blame for episode eight if you really didn't like it like if i'm gonna blame somebody i am pointing squarely at rafe yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. just saying i'm just yeah, saying I like I, why would, yeah. i'm just saying why would you why would you blast a consultant yeah. for for something like that's not their their job is to say hey and then the, then then the other person can decide yes or no right yeah. So again, even more so you here's the like you have a roadmap called the books. Then you have a roadmap of a of like a lore consultant who's like, yes or no. Now she says she agrees with everything they did, but maybe she does, which is fine. We don't know the way it's going to go. Maybe she wants to keep her job. I, you know, I've 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 yeah. said my boss makes good decisions when they don't, you know, just because whatever. But right. 
I mean, if you're going to blame anybody, if you're in that group, I mean, you got to Rafe's the person to blame if you if you really, really, really hated it. Yeah. And if you want to, you can throw the director in there and you can you can keep going. I mean, you know, because it, it, right. it he, he did write it and um, well, director just directs what was written. They 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 direct the script. Well, which is why I go back to I mean, the most, Wonder Woman thing. People give yeah. Patty Jenkins so much praise, but like you said, Zack Snyder wrote it. But like, if you said, right. well, he should get I mean, all it's the still team director, right? Because oh, directors so do get interject stuff here and there and stuff yeah. like that. But and they make, but I would say the, the majority of the script. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, also, exactly. the, it, it's dual. It's 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 a double edged sword because he's not just a writer; he's also the showrunner. You know, I think when right. you're in, you get kind of that extra. Like John Favreau, when he writes stuff, it's like, and he's also working with the director. But he's over. He he hired that director. You know, he's right. a part of that hiring process. So. It really, you know, that's the difference between just a regular writer, I think, a writer who's, I think, I don't know. And again, I hope if they want to come out and correct us, come on the show. By God, I would love to learn more about it. I think it's fascinating, you know, how, how everyone works together because you get all those awards. You get all those, those um, like whether something was well written and then those writers, when right. they come up on, they get their award, they're thanking the director and all these other people who were involved, right. you know, because it, it just because it's well written, it has to also be, there's, you know. There's that visual right. come has to be visually, I don't know. Right. It all works together. Yeah. Well, it was well well written to begin with by a guy named Robert Jordan. Absolutely. So, I mean, I mean, it was it was yeah. well written in 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 the first place. Yeah. Are the numbers still then, pretty pretty good? Is it? Yeah. Still the numbers. The streaming stream numbers really high. Yeah. The stream the streaming numbers were great. I mean, season one was season one like I mean like was a success. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it was it was a success. It's greenlit for season two. It's greenlit yeah. for season three. I, I mean, think about, I mean, first of all, the difference of season one to a season two, okay? When you go in, to do a season one, you have to do way, that is probably the time in which you do the most amount of work. Because mm -hmm. you have to create sets, all this stuff from scratch. Yeah. When you enter season two, you've got the process down, you're experienced, you can improve on stuff. You've already created the sort of first general look and feel of things. So the second time you go to create armor and stuff like that first of all you've got a lot of it you've got a lot of the props done you've you know you just use the same props and stuff like that and then or you make new ones and the process it's like the process from a season one to a season two is so much less i don't want to say it's less work it's just it's different it's mm -hmm. it's you've yeah. done it before the experience the experience is there and you a lot of times you do already have a lot of that stuff yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah, I, I just want to say backgrounds, logos, intros. Like they don't have to make the intro ever again. That's done. Yeah, the intro is great. By the way, it was sick. Um, I'm just pulling up more of the writers here again. Yeah, I feel like I wanted to look up some more of these right because episode four was written by Dave Hill. Fantastic, the Dragon Reborn, on Game of Thrones. Right. Yeah, was was great. Um, and then God, you had uh, episode three a place of safety the clarkson twins like that was i think that was the dark friend episode but like mm -hmm. there's Dana. just there, there are elements in those episodes that are going to happen anyways those people were just chosen to write them so you know um you look at like people like the fact that that's episode two might not be as thrilling as episode three so it's not a writer's that's the other element too is the story moves on and you're you're writing uh a filler episode right like a long right. sort of tracking through and that's 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 tough. You don't you might not get the same glory or praise that the guy who got to write episode three or four got. Right. But you, you were know, told, hey, we need it. We need this to be we this have to set type this of a up thing. for that. Like it's all right. working together, you know? 
So I, I don't know. I, I think it's fascinating. And I like talking about it just because, and I want to be able to talk about it in a way that's, um, that's constructive criticism and that's, that's fun. And when you see stuff like this, it just is sad. It makes you feel bad because uh, I'm sure, because that's not the first person who's come out and said that kind of stuff, Matt. I mean, right. that's the, as the Mandalorian, yeah. which is like, I think like the number when it's on, it's like the number one streaming yeah. show. I mean, it's like amazing. Absolutely. The Mandalorian feels like it. There are episodes where you could say that's a filler episode. Yeah. 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 Oh, they yeah. have like it's part yeah. of the thing. I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. I guess which... the the problem, the problem, though, is a lot of, is a lot of shows that have like filler episodes are shows that are being written from scratch, like the Mandalorian, mm -hmm. as opposed, not that Wheel of Time has a filler episode. They haven't had like a filler episode. Right. But it's like we have X amount of time to do all of this, which is an insanely daunting task in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, I don't know. To, to, sort of, to sort of sum it up, first and foremost, nobody should receive death threats for any reason. Get a lot. Like, yeah. Again, no. unless you're unless you're a terrorist, right? Um, and it's okay to dislike it. It's okay yeah. to like it. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, you know, you sh it's unnecessary to just to send somebody death threats and blast them over, you know, a lot of a lot of this stuff. It's a TV show, guys. And and, and yeah, and the other thing too is is yeah, yeah. I, I agree with everything Matt said. And like, be careful of the whole, the, the lumping people into one, just because they have one particular right. opinion about one decision in one episode, or even right. in a number of episodes that they, that you all of a sudden can attack even, even, even just commenters. We have this, it's crazy. I've never seen anything like it, but people just commenting and attacking one another, calling each other names because they didn't like a decision that was made in episode right. three. And you're like, right. They just didn't I thought like the like I thought the Starbucks cup in Game of Thrones was a was good necessary. idea. I liked it, man. <laughs> you know, I thought I was like, wow, what an interesting decision. Can't believe it, th there's a modern, right? you know, connection here. Who gets and the blame for that? Is it, it the guy who didn't edit it out? Who? Why was there a Starbucks cup? Right. Amelia Clark. I think it was actually Kit Harrington's Starbucks cup. Why yeah. was there a Starbucks cut, cup on set? Right. Like on on the thing in the first place? Is it who's the, the blame? Is it the cup that was promised? Exactly. Will there be something? Are they are they hinting at something to come in the Winds right. of Winter book? No, I know, man. It's yeah. It's crazy. I, I thoroughly enjoyed episodes one through seven. I vehemently disliked episode eight. I'm ready for season two, yeah. and uh, I think yeah. it's time to dive hey. back in the books until season until season two. And that's what we're gonna do, friends. By the way, so shout out to Sarah. Uh, she's wonderful. She ever wants to come to the show. We'd love to have her on. Rafe as well. It would be fantastic. I don't know about that. No, I'm They're just yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Matt, Matt, it, come on. If you're Rafe, you have to think it. I mean, you put yourself out there. One more thing. Like, you are putting yourself out there for a, I got claim, a lot of for a claim and criticism, right? Like, you're it's right. a, you're you're going for it. People, if we ever do get Rafe on the show, as is going to be like, all right, I want to ask him all these really time questions. And my first question is like, what did it feel like when you got dunked face first on Survivor? And that is why he'll never come on. <laughs> he'll never come on. But like, oh man, and that's the comedy bit to it. Like, I feel when like your light when your light was see, I'd see that's the thing. I don't know if I should trust him or not because his light was literally extinguished on Survivor. Okay, dark friend is how can he fight for the light when he has none? I right. think he's a dark friend. He went to right. he went dark side.
That's a really interesting. When you first brought that up, I lost my mind because like, is he the showrunner? That was promised. That that was that was so funny. And that's what we want to do, man. We want to have fun with it. And and I, I don't know if I were him and I found a couple guys joking about like we're just like we want the show to be successful, you know. But like you gotta you, you gotta poke the bear when you can. You know, and, hey, like, hey, look. You know, at the end of Survivor, when there's only two people left, they bring like all the cast on, right? Yeah. So and then it's a group. Of all the people that have had their light extinguished, sounds right. to me like it's a dark friend social. Social. Oh my gosh. He was a I'm part of that. Which, yeah, there's the question to leave you on. Will we see that dark friend social? Will there be something like that to start off season two? I think that would be fascinating. People cloaked and hood and all that good stuff. So, anyways, friends, yeah, leave us a comment down below. Let us know what you think. I mean, like, uh, are, are you looking forward to, to season two? Did you like season one? And uh, how, how do you feel about like, you know, criticizing things or like or get, uh, praising stuff, whatever, like all that kind of stuff. So we've been talking about this whole episode and it's just it's kind of a weird, touchy thing, I think, sometimes for people. So leave us a comment down below. Let us know what you think. And as always, remember that the grave is no bar to our call. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.